Now, I'm sure you're all familiar with the concept of a dichotomy, of taking two opposite things and contrasting them, putting them almost in uh, comparison against each other. You know, examples of dichotomies are white and black, good and bad, yes and no. They're opposites. They're polar opposites, and we compare the two. Well, St. Paul sets up a dichotomy for us in our second reading. He says, We speak a wisdom, not a wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Rather, we speak God's wisdom. The dichotomy, the contrast that St. Paul sets up is between the wisdom of the age and the wisdom of God. That the two are contrasted. They're opposite of each other. Now what does he mean by the wisdom of the age versus the wisdom of God? Well, the wisdom of of the age, what he means by that is this wisdom that is transitional. It's passing. It's constantly changing. It changes from week to week, month to month, day to day, sometimes minute to minute. It's passing. It's the wisdom of popular opinion, of polls, you know, election polls and popularity polls, political correctness, things like that. That's the wisdom of the age. As I said, sometimes it it matches God, sometimes it doesn't. The wisdom of God is mysterious, hidden, which God predetermined before the ages for our glory. It's enduring. It's permanent. It never changes. The wisdom of God never changes. It is not like the wisdom of the world. There are those in the church who want to say that the wisdom of God changes with the times, and the church should change with the times with it. But that's not thinking of the wisdom of God. That's thinking of the wisdom of the world the mindset of the world. And with this dichotomy, we have a choice. We have a choice to choose. As the first reading says, God has set before you fire and water to whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. So the question for us is, do we choose the wisdom of the age? Or do we choose the wisdom of God? Now, of course, the answer to that question should be the wisdom of God. But when we look at this wisdom of the age, it is all around us. As I said, we're bombarded by the media. The secular media is full of the wisdom of the age. They're more than happy to sell you on the wisdom of the age. We will see plenty of the wisdom of the age this evening with the Super Bowl, with all the commercials, telling you why you need to buy the new Lexus. And why you need these snacks and these beers. And so on and so on and so on. I love the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch it. But the wisdom of age is on full display during it. It is the message of our cultural and political elites. And it saturates the world around us. The world around is thick with the wisdom of the age. And in some cases, it calls things that are sins good. And it calls some things that are good sins. You know, the wisdom of age would tell you that children are at best to be tolerated. At worst, a curse. They they restrict you. They keep you from living your life you want to. 
There are movements out there of people who have vowed to be childless for their entire life. They will never have children. And of course, they will go out and brag about how they can go and travel the world and eat all this great food and drink all this great drink and live this life that they want to live. There's even, you've probably seen it, a cell company called Visible. That that's their entire marketing speech is you don't have to be on a family plan, meaning you don't have to have family. That's the wisdom of the age when it comes to children. Even this idea of the multiple genders that we see floating around. At one point, there were something like 57 possible genders, and it's probably doubled that by now. I haven't even bothered to look. I mean, it's just, this is the wisdom of the age. It's confusion. It's change. And of course, if you don't fit with the wisdom of the age, oh, you're a hater. You're racist, sexist, misogynist, whatever, whatever, whateverist. Whatever they come up with this week. That's the wisdom of the age. But the wisdom of God is none of that. The wisdom of God is mysterious. It's hidden. It's given to us by the Holy Spirit. It's not given to us in the media. It's given to us by the Spirit. And we need to seek it. We need to go and find it. It's not going to come up and slap us in the face the way the wisdom of the age does. We need to ask God for it in prayer. We need to ask for that gift of wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And it's far greater than the wisdom of the age. It's far greater than any head knowledge that we can get. It's important to learn about what the church teaches. It's more important to seek the wisdom to follow what the church teaches. It's greater than... Because there are plenty of people out there who can tell you what the church teaches and will immediately follow up, but the church is wrong. They have the head knowledge, but they don't have the wisdom of God. We need to have the wisdom of God. And this wisdom of God holds us to higher standards. It lifts us to a higher standard. It holds us to not just following the rules for the sake of following the rules. That's the problem the Israelites fell into time and time and time again. And what our Lord criticized them for is they would follow the rules and then they decide the rules weren't enough. So they put a barrier around the rules so that you don't accidentally trip over the rules. You can't break a rule if you don't get close to it. If you get stopped before you get there. We as Christians are called to something different. Yes, we are called to follow the letter of the law. In fact, our Lord says he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And that fulfillment is to enter into relationship with him. The rules, the teachings of the church, the commandments, uh, the, the scriptures, and so on, are given to us to guide us in following our Lord, to guide us into developing that deeper, deeper relationship with him. The rules are the path. The rules are the out-of-bounds. We're going to watch football today. What happens if the player crosses the out-of-bounds line? Play's dead. He's out of the game for that play. That play's done. Next play. The rules are there to give us those, that boundary that they can play the game in. In the same way with the rules of God, the wisdom of God is given to us to give us the boundary 
the path that shows us how to follow him and to enter into that deeper relationship with him. Because that's ultimately what Christianity is about. We keep missing this. Christianity isn't about following the rules. It's about following him. Developing a relationship with him who gave us the rules so that we may know him as the way, the truth, and the life. Following the rules on themselves without bringing our Lord into it is just being a good moral person. And that's not bad in a secular standpoint. But if we want to get to heaven, we need to do more than just follow the rules. We need to come to learn who our Lord is. We need to come to know that way, the truth, and the life, who is our Lord. As our Lord says, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of God. The scribes and Pharisees were really good about following the rules. And our Lord says, you have to go further. You have to go deeper. You have to come to know him. Otherwise, we will not enter the kingdom of God. And this is why when you look at an examination of conscience, it will take the commandments and it will expand on them, just as our Lord did. You know, the commandment, you shall not kill. And our Lord says, you call someone else a fool is like violating the commandment, thou shalt not kill. Killing someone's reputation through gossip, killing someone's re reputation through uh, spreading rumors and lies is a violation of the fifth commandment. We have to go deeper in our understanding of these. That We are not just called to do the surface level, I haven't murdered someone. We have to go deeper. But these rules that we have, that this wisdom of God that has given us the rules, the commandments, the teachings of our Lord, are life-giving. They bring us to life. Again, we have that choice. Before man are life and death, good and evil. We look at the wisdom of the age, and it is a wisdom of the culture of death. I love that John Paul II gave us those terms, made those terms clear. Culture of death, culture of life. The wisdom of God brings about the culture of life. And this wisdom was before anything was created. This wisdom continues through today. It doesn't change with the times and continues to the end. So we have this dichotomy before us, the wisdom of the age or the wisdom of God. And the call for us is to seek that wisdom of God because if you trust in God, you too shall live. 